Hey everybody, welcome back to Dom and Jimbo's Album Swap, episode number... Wait, hold on. Episode number 80. Oh, 80? I was about to say, it's gotta be 70-something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, I believe, yes, 80. Well, we're getting close to that big one zero zero. Yeah, I mean, pretty close. I mean... If we ever do more than one podcast, you know, every month. three weeks. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, it's a lovely Mother's Day today. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's, Mother's Day. Day to all you out there. Any moms who might be listening. Um, or, you know, call your mother. There's a reminder to call your mother for Mother's Day. Yeah. Although by the time um, they hear it, they're going to be really late. Unless you're going to get this out today. I, don't know. I probably will. It'll <laughs> oh, probably okay. be. Then call your mother. Yeah, yeah. call your mother. Quick, because it's late. Call your mother. Now. Yeah. Now. <laughs> Step, pause the podcast. Come back, though. Yes. Yeah, come back. <clears throat> um, so the first album we're going to talk about was recommended by my father called Street Sweeper Social Club. It's self-titled. Um, it is, what's his name? Boots Riley mm -hmm. of The Coup. Now a, a movie director, I guess, or at least he directed one movie called Sorry to Bother You. But um, yes, more uh, perhaps more known for being a rapper, at least to older people. Um and also kind of an activist. And uh, also Tom Morello is in the mix on mm -hmm. this album, doing a lot of the guitar work and stuff. It's a very, it's it's mostly like a rap rock sort of album. So uh, why don't you talk about, I guess, why you're recommending this album, what you think about it. Yeah, so I um, kind of was, you know, I, I seem to follow Tom Morello's career around a lot. I like his style i think a lot of stuff he's done um even since rage against the machine has been pretty interesting at the very least if not really good um i actually saw this album in uh this place me and dominic and daniel and the whole family kind of go a lot uh not too far from us called scratch and spin which is just like a record store comics they have you know the whole thing and uh cds tapes yeah. uh videos just everything shirts and um <clears throat> Yes, I was going through one of the uh, album bins, and I saw this, and I was like, hmm. Just said Tom Morello and Boots Riley on the, like, sticker thing. And then I looked at it, and it was called Street Sweeper Social Club. I was like, okay. It's a weird name, but okay. And yeah. I'm like, so I wrote it down on my phone. I'm like, I want to check this out online somewhere. I didn't want to buy the album because, you know, it could have sucked, and I'm not going to buy a whole album, especially, you know, albums, most of them now are like 20, 30 bucks. So you have to do back in the day, though, right? Yeah, back in the day, you had to buy the albums. Well, no, you had radio. I mean, you could yeah, check out yes. at least what they were putting on the radio. Um, but if it wasn't on radio, then yeah, you had, yeah. then you saw something a little bit yeah. um, underground or whatever. Um, back then, really, what you did was, you, you know, you went and saw bands live, and that's mm -hmm. how you found out about them before they were signed or, you know, had a major release out. Yeah, but even then, you're spending like hundreds of dollars on them already. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was kind of always now about that. you can them. just get a Spotify account or whatever. Yeah, them. yeah. I mean, a lot of you know, a lot of people in my generation or older complain about the way uh, music is um, put out there today. Mm. I disagree, man. I think you know, I think I don't think it's as fair to the musicians. Yeah, mm. that's something they got to figure out. That's my thing. It's like I wish they were paid better because mm -hmm. streaming services, especially Spotify, have like bad records of. I mean, even though paying them very well. They but, said um, back in the day, you know, musicians were still kind of paid kind yeah. of shitty. I don't think it was as shitty uh, as this. Yeah, record record labels often. And that's the another thing is that it's a lot easier for random people to just be musicians. 
and just yeah. put their music on the internet and for it to go viral or whatever. But also, I think art like that should just be available publicly. But uh, yeah, they should be paid better. Yeah. So yeah, so I saw this in the uh, record store, so I decided to check it out. I pulled it up on Spotify, <clears throat> gave it a couple listens, and I really, really liked it. I was surprised at how much I liked it. I didn't know anything about Boots Riley, like at all. Like when I wound up talking to you about him eventually, you told me about, you know, that he was also a director and an activist and all this stuff. I didn't know any of that. Like with a name Boots yeah. Riley, I thought he was like some guy off of like Parliament Funkadelic or something, uh-huh. you know? <laughs> so um, pleasantly surprised. Um yeah, I mean, I have, you know, my opinions of of it, and I'll kind of share them as we go along. I thought, I think he's a really good rapper, actually. <laughs> I was surprised at how good of a rapper he was. Um, you know, the, 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 the material is definitely very, um, you know, socially conscious, kind of uh, stand up and fight kind of whole, you know, whole thing. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I liked it. I liked the guitar work in it. I liked the music. I liked the rapping. I kind of liked it all. So, yeah. I figured I'd put it out there and see what uh, see what you guys thought of it. Um, so let's start with, let's start with Dominic this time. Uh, what do you think of Street Sweeper Social Club? I liked it. Going through the I liked it. Going through the um, track list, I kind of liked every other song. Like mm-hmm. okay, I liked the first track, Fight Smash Win. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very nice start to the album. A Hundred Little Curses wasn't bad, but it didn't strike me as much as that song. Right. I like the oath. That was one of my favorite songs on the album, and then the squeeze was probably one of my least favorite ones. Okay. It just he what he was doing vocally on that track felt very uh, goofy to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked clap for the killers. That might have been my favorite track on the album. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I actually I think I liked somewhere in the world it's midnight too, and not shock you again so much. Um, I remember one of my least favorite tracks too being promenade. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was just it was so far into the track list and it was just kind of a boringish song. But I did like the last track, "Nobody Moves Till We Say Go." Mm-hmm. Um, overall, it's a very uh, it's sort of simplistic a lot of the time, I guess. Like it's very like bare bones rock music, which I guess allows it to be like easier, more easily wrapped over. Mm-hmm. Um, I never thought of Tom Morello as like the most amazing guitar player, as a lot of people think of him. And I like Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. but like I don't think he's so amazing. Like a lot of people cite him as like the top one of the top ten guitar players of all time. He was and he he was more infamous he, than famous because he he kind of made a, created a sound. Yes, his guitar sound is very different and kind of revolutionary and different, you know, and and new. He did um, experiment. When he came out. Yeah, he was experiment very experimental with the guitar a lot, but I don't know. I feel like a lot of people. He's like the he's like the flea of guitar players for some people. Like in terms of like '90s bands, mm-hmm. um, I guess more people would say like Jimi Hendrix or I don't know uh, what's his name from Guns N' Roses, Slash, Slash or something like that. Yeah, I put him and Slash in a very similar category. They both have their own distinct sounds. Um, they're both. I think yeah. Slash is a more is a a better technical guitar player um, than, than Jimi Hendrix or no than than Tom Morello yeah um, but you know both of them have a really like you hear Slash's guitar come in on a song you know it's Slash yeah and same with Tom Morello obviously so um, yeah I think that's that's a good comparison yeah 
But um, yeah, overall it was very uh, it was very enjoyable. Um, which is weird. A lot of people I saw on the internet, like in like review forums and stuff, were acting like this album was god awful, which hmm. is surprising. Like it got pretty bad reviews when it came out. So I don't know. Um, I was sort of worried, but it was pretty good. I'd give it like a B minus overall. Okay. I liked it. Yeah. All right, that's cool. So uh, Dan, what'd you think about this album? Yeah, I liked it. Um, yeah, uh, t- it's very yeah, it's very top heavy. Like I like the first half a lot more than I like the second half. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fight, smash, win is probably the best uh, song on the on the album, in my opinion, because mm-hmm. um, it just kind of gets you like, fuck yeah, like yeah, it's a rev cool. up song definitely. Yeah, that's a yeah. that's a great way to start an album. You know. Yeah, I don't like somewhere in the world it's midnight. Really? Okay. Um, Why? It's just. I felt like he was doing, like, I felt like he was trying something different with the rapping on that song. Mm-hmm. Like, he was trying a different flow. Yeah. Okay. So, like, a lot a lot of this album is rap rock. Um, and I felt like he kind of... It did, it felt slower than some of the other songs. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that but didn't... I think that was the point. I felt like that didn't really work. And I just yeah. didn't enjoy it as much as the other songs. What did you think about A Hundred Little Curses? I did. I li- I liked a hundred little curses. I thought that was funny. Um, yeah. Uh, like you know, it's ba- it's just a song about first world problems. Like, okay, yeah. I hope you have all these first world problems because it's the only way you're gonna get reparations for screwing over the poor. Yeah. Um, right. Very. I, I don't know if I you know agree exactly with this guy's like opinions. Uh because his he's very much like eat the rich and like we have to go to war and I'm like no let's not do that but um well it I wouldn't understand. be a very like it, it wouldn't be a very uh good rock album if he was just like vote for good legislation <laughs> yeah it wouldn't i get it um and like i understand the sentiment though like yeah that's a very tempting, like, sentiment. I mean, yeah, think about it. I mean, being a, yeah. being that he was a, originally... A, well, not originally. Originally, he was a musician. Then he kind of, then he became an actor. He was a rapper. He was a rapper. And then, yeah. He, yeah, he, and then, so, I, I mean... in the 2000s, he sort of... Yeah. So, he, like... You know, he was doing a lot of activism. Specifically, yeah. pro-black activism. And, you know, you see what's out there. And you see what's going on. I mean, that's... Yeah. I don't, I don't always blame him for being that angry. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean... He, but yeah, like I was I gonna mean, say, I do understand the sentiment. Yeah, a lot of people are, and I can't blame them. Like like Dad said, they're very disenfranchised with the whole system. So. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, this uh, you know, I'm glad this is an outlet that he yeah. can use to like take it, take it out. Yeah. Um, that's what Rage Against the Machine were saying a lot of the time too. They're, they're a lot more like, go out and vote now, but yeah. Um, you know, in their in their music, they were a lot more like, kill kill the man, and I I like Rage Against the Machine, and God, I have so many weird conversations with people who don't understand that Rage Against the Machine is a political band. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. f- what machine do you think they're raging against? Yeah, their dishwasher. They're raging against their dishwasher. Yeah, it's um, yeah, it's like they were talking about like the the Roe v Wade thing. Like they posted something about like. 
I, uh, like against it being overturned and people were just like wow I didn't even know Rage Against the Machine was some like lefty <laughs> band it's just like what do you like did you don't know anything about them then like I'm sorry to say same with System if of anyone, a Down yeah if anyone like, like say, literally Rage Against the Machine more than even System of a Down like if any band literally said the same message over yeah. and over again in every song it was yeah. them. Like, if you didn't know what they were talking about, you're a yeah. moron. Or, like, <laughs> like people who are, and like... their name. They're people who, like, say that, um, like, Kurt Cobain was counterculture, so he would have hated, like, lefties nowadays, and it's like, you didn't... Like, do you know anything about what Kurt Cobain actually said about anything? Yeah, they don't. Yeah. They, they're just, like, they just try to use, like, public, like, bands and figures that people like to try and pretend like they would have been on their side so that they have more people being like, oh, well, I guess they might be right then. Yeah. 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 But, but anyway, Daniel on to the... Yeah. Finish, and it's just like, up. their name is Rage Against the Machine. I don't know what you expect. Right. Um, yeah, I, I enjoyed this album. Um, a lot more than I was expecting to, honestly. Like, I heard the name Street Sweeper Social Club, and I do like Tom Morello. Mm-hmm. Like, I do like Rage Against the Machine, and I like his quote-unquote solo stuff. I don't know if you can yeah. really call it solo stuff. a lot stuff. of collaboration. Um, He's a lot of collaboration, yeah. But, um, yeah, it's just, it's very good. Um, i give it a B plus. Cool. Mm. What'd you give it, Dominic? I forgot. B, B-, B- minus, I think. B minus. Oh, so pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that was a good one. All right, so now we are uh, going to move on to... Um, uh, sorry, to, to uh, da- uh, Dominic's pick uh, last week or last time. Um, and he picked an album from 2022, this current year, by the band Big Thief. And it is called Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. Yeah. Which is, you know, that's something. So <laughs> yes. So what was your uh, experience and why'd you uh, give us this yeah. album this week? It's pro- This album is probably like my favorite album of the year so far because and i don't know it's it's not we're not even halfway through yet so maybe something else will come along but uh yeah it's just so like eclectic and it's long but it like makes up for it with how much like quality material there is and how much like diversity there is in terms of sound um big thief is they've they've had like they're they generally stay in the lane of like folksy type of music i guess um, they've sort of delved into more, I guess, like rock music, uh, and like country music and, um, even like dreamy psychedelic type of music at some parts of their career. Mm. This, this album is mostly that sort of folksy indie, uh, at times there are like some more like country songs like Spud Infinity, uh, which is actually like probably my favorite song on here. Mm. Um, but there are so many great songs, um that like it's even hard to like pick a least favorite there's some songs that i just don't like as much but still um yeah it's just really good i love the lead singer adrienne linker her voice is just really amazing um it's not like you know she's not like an um, amazing i guess in terms of vocal range but in terms of expressiveness it's really good for like a sort of folk singer Mm -hmm. um and she has a very recognizable voice I, i do really like when she reaches into that upper timbre sort of even though she's straining her voice it it uh i really like it anyways 
Hmm. Um, she she released a solo album, which was even more like stripped back, just uh, singer songwriter folk type of music, um, which was really great too. It was just called Songs. Um, I thought about recommending that, but I feel like this might be up more up your guys' alley because there's a bit more energy to this album. Um, there's a whole there's a whole band, you know. Um, there's some more like rockish songs on it, so yeah. I think I'll go to uh, Daniel first. What did you think about? Dragon New Warm Mountain, I believe in you. Yeah, it's it's. Oh, what what just happened? Um, the words right escaped. There. The words uh, yeah. escaped out of your mouth. I'm good. Uh, yeah, I I I liked it. Um, it's not really my kind of music, but mm-hmm. um, it's it's good. It's very good. Um, and especially since you said it's like singer songwriter music, like they wrote this. Well, I mean, singer songwriter would imply that this singer wrote all of it but or, um yeah well i i just mean like it's it's folksy it's yeah it's like uh sort of stripped back um you know not too overproduced or anything mm-hmm. and yeah all of it is it, generally in the lane of like indie and folk and stuff um and there's some like country and more rockish songs that are in there mm-hmm. yeah it's a very fun album um mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, there's some yeah, more the... slow songs there, too. Yeah, uh, I like uh, Time Escaping. Mm-hmm. Um, the song Dragon New Warm Mountain, I Believe in You. Um, Flower of Blood, I like that song. Blurred View, 12,000 Lines, Blue Lightning, The Only Place. Those are good songs. Um, mm-hmm. It's hard to pick a least favorite, honestly. Uh, maybe little things, just because I find that song a little forgettable. Yeah. Um, but that's the only, like, reason. I don't really love or hate any of the songs on this album. Uh, it's just, like, I, I like some of them, and, um, yeah. I, I think they're good. It's just, like, I'm, I don't, I don't love them. Um, but yeah, there's, there's some good stuff on here. Um, yeah. I'd say... The majority of the album is 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 good to is like like okay to good. Mm. Um, there are a few songs that are great. I think the song Twelve Thousand Lines" is great. Mm. I think that's probably the best song on the album. Um, yeah, I like that song. Uh, but yeah, like most of the songs are like okay. Um, and yeah, like I said, this isn't really my style of music. Mm-hmm. Um, it's probably because I'm more of like a faster I'm, paced. Yeah, more of like a faster paced music kind of guy, and that's probably why I liked Dad's album. Yeah, a <laughs> lot more mm-hmm. um, because that that was very you know right in there. I actually think this is a lot more even than the last. There's more songs. That's probably why. Um, yeah, I guess that's... I mean, But that, the last that, album, I'd say, was very top-heavy. Like, I liked the first half better than the second half, and that mm-hmm. didn't happen with this album. There mm-hmm. wasn't one half of the album that was better than the other, or one part yeah. of the album that was better than the other. Yeah, I get that. Um, you know, I focus a lot... I think a big part of albums are, like, the first and last songs. Mm-hmm. The first song was okay. Um, it was a fine way to start the album. I really do like the last song, Blue Lightning. 
Um, yeah, that's one of my favorite songs on the album too. And yeah, I think I think if you can start and end an album in a memorable way, that's a good sort of indication for where the whole album is. There are some times where I like listen to the first and last songs and I decide if I really want to listen to this album. Because obviously listening to an album, well, I mean, not with these albums. I listen to the whole thing because I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, <laughs> you can, can kind of tell where an album's going to go by the first and last song. Mm-hmm. So I think they did a really good job on that. First song, the first song was okay, like not spectacular. Yeah. I do like... I do like to do uh, a thing on all of these albums that I listen to where I do just listen to the first and last songs in a sitting. And, Mm. yeah, it was a very enjoyable experience. Usually it's kind of like, yeah. Um, Because I think it's very important to come out of the gate strong and finish strong. But, again, it does kind of have to work with the whole album. And, again, I think they do that well. I think this album builds to a nice crescendo and then falls to the the end. Yeah. Um, every every good thing in the world, every good piece of art in the world, well, not piece of art, because paintings don't have a beginning, middle, and an end. Um, well, sometimes they do. Sometimes they do. But every good piece of media has a good beginning, middle, and end. Yeah. Um, I guess you could say that about like movies. You're saying you apply that same logic to yeah. albums and like TV shows. Yeah. Because um, the beginning has to get you hooked in, the end has to keep you. I mean, the middle has to keep you, and the end has to leave you feeling like satisfied with the yeah. ending. And very often on this show, albums haven't done that. Mm-hmm. Either the first song is like a weird choice for a first song. Or the last song is just like, oh, that was a bit disappointing. But yeah, I think that's what... I, I think, think today it's not looked as as important to do that yeah. in a difference from like the days of like CDs and albums because it was truly... I mean, you, could, you can skip through songs in those formats, but it's kind of harder. <laughs> yeah. And you can't like pull a song out of an album in those forms. It's, and just put it somewhere by itself. So, like, you gotta, you know... I, I think a lot of bands back then, like, say, from the 80s back... Um, I think even the early 90s, too, I would include in that. Really tried to make, like, you're talking about, like, an arc. Like, a, you know, yeah. grab them, try yeah. and keep them. Really, I think at the end, I don't think you're trying to leave them satisfied, I don't think is the right word. I think you're trying to get them to want more. Yeah. Because yeah, well, that's that's the purpose of most movies. Yeah. To, well, definitely TV definitely, shows. Yeah, definitely TV shows. But definitely movies TV even shows. even more now than ever too cuz like so many movies have sequels. You want to be like, shit, definitely what happened to that guy? Those or, you Marvel know. Movies, yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I think it's more of a well, modern think... day and I think a lot of bands are getting back into that now, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um it's harder to find with like pop music, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Cuz they don't care music. about an album front to back they just want the hit on the radio and most most pop musicians don't really release albums anymore they not as much i mean it's getting more and more popular though yeah Yeah. a lot of them though 
it's a thing where it, it, they just pack their albums with as many songs as possible mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. without really much of a care about how the album fits together. Right, or they right. just like release an album, but then they release like a deluxe edition and a super deluxe edition yeah. with a bunch of songs on it so they can get more streams. I mean, I guess they can they can do their thing, but it's annoying. Yeah. yeah. So, um, did you have a grade on yeah. this? No, uh, I think I'm gonna give it a like a like a C plus. Okay. Uh, it's it's decent. It's just not my not my cup of tea. That's fair. Um, what did you think, Dad? Um, kind of a little differently than Daniel, just in the fact that I think this album did have highs and lows pretty defined to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like the first two songs very much. Um, the second song was a little better. Um, and then I think it got progressively better. I liked Certainty. Um, I actually wasn't crazy about the title track, uh, Dragon New Warm Mountain, I believe in, what is it, you? Yeah. 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 I wasn't thrilled with that song, but after that, it, to me, it got better and better. Mm-hmm. Um, Sparrow was pretty good. Um, Little Things was okay. Um, I liked Heavy Bend. I liked Flower of Blood. Um, I really liked Blurred View. Um, probably my favorite song on the album was Dried Roses. Mm. I liked that a lot. I don't know what it was about that song exactly, but I really got into that song. Um 12,000 Lines was really good. Like To me, the second half, or maybe even more than half, maybe the second two-thirds of the album mm-hmm. was much better than the first like two or three songs. Um, I, I, when I hear two or three songs right away that I'm like, meh on, mm-hmm. I get worried, <laughs> you know, but it did really get better after that, and I was happy it did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they're talented. The singer's really good. Um, she is... Uh, you know, she's got a pretty unique voice and a pretty just yeah. nice to listen to voice. It does kind of remind me of like a female Bob Dylan in a way. Yeah, yeah. It's not as um, nasally as, or whatever that is, is na- he does. It is nasally. It's, uh, I don't know, it's not as, maybe it's not as like mumbly. I don't maybe. Know. Yeah, it's not as something because it doesn't annoy me. Like Bob Dylan's voice used to annoy me completely. I've, I've gotten more used to it. Um, and I don't mind it so much anymore, but yeah, yeah, his voice used to really annoy me and hers really didn't. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's got, like I said, I think definitely Dried Roses is my favorite song on the album. Uh, 12,000 Lines and and Simulation Swarm were really good. Um, Blue Lightning was really good. Um, and I like Blurred View a lot. Those are probably all my favorite songs. Um, probably if I had to have a least favorite, it was actually the first song, Change. Like, I don't know, there was something mm-hmm. that just bored me to death about that song, and I don't know why. It is kind of a slow start. Yeah, it's not, and it's not even that it's slow, it's, I don't know, it just didn't grab me. Yeah. And, you know, and that's maybe a me thing, where I need to be at least a little more grabbed right away to, to want to continue, uh, when I listen to an album, but... Yeah. I mean, besides that, though, yeah, I mean, they're talented. The songwriting is good. Um, it, was, it was definitely more good on here than, than not great. I don't think there was anything terrible. Like, I wouldn't even call Change terrible. It was just kind of, you know, forgettable and a little a little bit boring. Yeah. Um, but it wasn't terrible. Um, I really didn't find anything terrible on here, which is always a good thing. Um, and, yeah, I really like Dry Roses to the point where I think I already threw it on, like, a, like a compilation. Um, <clears throat> so... Yeah, it was a good experience. Um, I like hearing... Uh, and how many 
albums does this band put out? They're fairly uh, tenured, I guess you could say. They're, yeah. uh, they've been putting out albums since like the mid-2010s, I guess. They put out like four or five, okay. I think. Yeah, I was just wondering, because I actually didn't really go and look back much at their other stuff. Um, yeah. But yeah, I would... Um, I would give this uh I give this a B. Straight up B. Um Cool. Yeah, I liked it. Um you know, it didn't blow me away much. There were a couple songs that were really good. There was a couple songs that were meh and there was everything in between was like pretty decent. Yeah. So um again, probably similar to Daniel in the fact that it's not my general style. Although it it has been becoming more like that lately, the things I've been listening to. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, not just fall short a little bit of the uh, the you know grabbing man up sometimes. Yeah. So, but other than that, I mean, like I said, everything else about it is good. Great musicianship on it. Great um, songwriting, you know. So, yeah, definitely a B on that one. Okay. Daniel, you have an album to recommend, don't you? He do. sure does. I do. I, what is I forgot say? that I was supposed to be recommending today. Even though we just told you. <laughs> no, not I, I remembered in time for the thing to start. I remembered mm-hmm. by the time we started recording. But I forgot before you told me. Okay. But I do have an album. Um, it's, it's a very interesting story behind this album. Because I don't think there's an artist who has made me change my mind on them in the past few years as much as this one has. Mm. I used to hate this artist. (laughs) And now I think he's been churning out stuff that has been really good um, recently. In the Mm -hmm. past, I want to say like, when did that? I've recommended him before on this show. Mm. Um, That last one come out, like 2020. Uh, uh, yeah, for the past, like, two years, I think he's, the past two albums he's, uh, put out, I think, are, are really, really good. Um, mm. and it's, it's The weekend. Um, mm. I used to hate The weekend. Like, his first two albums, those are, those albums are not good. Um, but I think in the past two years he's been kind of changing his style and sort of coming into his own. And, uh, so I think the thing that used to be terrible about him is that, like, the mixing on his albums would be really weird and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, I think in the past few years he's probably gotten better, he's probably gotten, like, a better label and better producers. So, he, he released an album this year, um, yeah. in January, uh, called Dawn FM. And that is the album I'm going to be recommending this week. Cool. Very good. I have um, listened to this album already. But mm-hmm. features Jim Carrey. It does. It features Jim Carrey. There's a lot of... I forget who the other guy is. Special guests on this album. Music. You're, saying, you're saying Jim Carrey, not Jim Carrey. Jim Carrey, like the actor. He's on this album? Yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's a fellow Canadian. Ah, yeah. With the weekend, I forget. There's another dude who had a little interlude. Uh, I don't remember who it was though. And the weirdest thing is he doesn't talk about that like on the Spotify thing. It's weird. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of musical guests too. Uh, he Lil Wayne 
is mm-hmm. on this album with him. Tyler the song. Creator. Oh, Quincy Jones is on one of the yeah. songs too. Oh, okay. he has a little a tale by Quincy. Mm. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. So yeah, I just think it's a very interesting. Is he on movie. Motown? I don't think so. Oh, okay. Oh wait, am I wrong? Is Quincy Jones Motown? I don't know. I, I forget I, now. Yeah. I mean, I know there's still a label, but I didn't know if they were signing. I don't think he's working anymore, but. Oh, okay. Um. Um. Yes. I thought he was famous for being on Motown, but I don't know. Yeah, but yeah, I just I think this album's very good, and um, I just wanted to I'm throw it out there. Someone else. I no, think it's he, I, he didn't do Motown. Okay. I think it's interesting because I I really always like to Barry Gordy. That's who I'm thinking of. Sorry. I always like to show off the weekend because like again like I said, I used to hate him. Um, yeah. And now, he's been turning out music that I really like. So that is always kind of cool. Like two yeah. people I couldn't stand growing up, uh, Neil Young and Bob Dylan. Um, I kind of like both of them now. So that's it's always mm-hmm. fun to like see. You know, yourself come full circle on those. Yeah. That's, that's a little different, though, because I still think The weekend's old stuff was terrible. Right. Um, yeah. Well, on the opposite, there. Well, I don't know about Neil, Neil Young's newer stuff. I don't really know it that well, but most of Bob... Anything Bob Dylan's done since, like, the 80s has been kind yeah. of terrible. Yeah. Um, um, all right. So, that's my recommendation. All right. You ready, or you want me to go? I have one. Um, this is, uh, an interesting one, because, um, I'm not very familiar with this album. I did listen to it, um, I'm not gonna give my opinions on it, but I think it'd be an interesting recommendation, so, this is a band led by a certain someone named Mike Patton. Oh. He, and it's, I forget the guy, what's the guy's, Mike Lombardo. Dave Lombardo? Dave Lombardo. Oh. Those, okay. those two are in the band. I know what you're going at. And somebody else uh, um, from the Melvins. Yeah. I'm not very familiar with the Melvins music. He's the guitar player of the band, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they're just like a metal band from the from the late 80s, early 90s type of era. Yeah, they and, were considered more punk than metal, I think, but yeah. Yeah, and the the other guy is just uh, somebody who's worked with Mike Patton a lot, and um, like Mr. Bungle and Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. So I'm gonna recommend the album "Suspended Animation" <coughs> by Phantomas. 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 Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I didn't really know how to say that, but uh, so... it's a very weird album. It yeah. goes through like a whole the month of April 2005, um, which didn't even. It it goes it's going through like most of it is going through like weird obscure holidays in April is like the theme, so it was released like the beginning of April in two thousand five. So it's not like it was talking about dates that had happened yet. Um, so yeah, it's just a it's a very interesting album, very experimental and out there, mm-hmm. and kind of cartoonish. It's called Suspended Animation, so there's all also a lot of like weird cartoon sound effects there and stuff. I think their album uh, before this director's cut is uh, sort of more well known. That is like it's like about movies. Ever I, I haven't listened to it, but every um, song title on that album is a movie mm-hmm. that I assume the band members like or something. It's or a very it's an interesting it's an interesting list of movies. 
But uh, yeah, that's where I'm recommending Suspended Animation by Phantomass. Cool, cool. Yeah, I considered <coughs> recommending Phantomass. Um, I considered recommending Tomahawk. Mm-hmm. I can. They, they. I just listened to an album which was really interesting. I'm not going to talk about it really because I might still this particular one I might still uh, recommend at some point, so I won't talk about it. But anyway, um, so this week I'm definitely going to go back a little. I think I've been, you know, I've been listening to a lot of newer music um, lately, but I kind of rediscovered an old favorite of mine. Um, This band I've always been kind of uh, hesitant to uh, recommend because there's kind of a stigma to this band. Mm-hmm. Um, but really, I think, um, this particular album was probably the best they ever did musically. Um, it was really interesting. And so what, I, so I'm recommending, uh, Guns N' Roses 1991 album, Use Your Illusion, Use Your Illusion 2. Mm. So they put out a double album, Use Your Illusion 1 and 2, okay? Um, Pretty much more of the hits and stuff people will recognize more. While there were a few hits on Use Your Illusion 2, um, they did a cover of Knocking on Heaven's Door, which was pretty well played. Um, They did um, You Could Be Mine, which was was one of the songs in Terminator 2. Mm -hmm. Uh, That got pretty um, popular. But other than that, not many songs on this album got popular. Um, One interesting thing on Use Your Illusion 2 is Use Your Illusion 1 had a song called Don't Cry, which was a pretty big hit. Mm -hmm. This album has an alternate version of Don't Cry with different lyrics, and it's kind of weird. And I I actually like this version better. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, I just, I don't know. I like Use Your Illusion 2 much more than 1, and... You know, I'm obviously not going to recommend the whole double album because that, that'd be, like, ridiculous, especially on week yeah. we got three. This is about an average-length album uh, in itself. It's an hour and 15 minutes, so... Yeah. Um, that's plenty. So, yeah, Use Your Illusion 2 by Guns N' Roses um, from 1991. All right, so yeah. if you want to be caught up for next week, listen to Use Your Illusion 2 by Guns N' Roses, um, Suspended Animation by Phantomass, and... Uh, Dawn FM by the weekend. We'll see you next time. See ya.